interrupted. This is my lethal impression. All right, guys, so no disrespect because you know those are my guys, right? But I just got to say, <laughs> listen, I was texting with him at halftime. I said, yo, you got to shoot the fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, no disrespect, again, because you know those are my guys. I train a lot of those guys over there, and I was working with him in the off season. But, like, <laughs> no, I just don't really understand hard, how you don't go ahead and you push. You know, Ash, I agree with you 100%. Oh, my God. That was funny. What's up, what's up, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and as usual, I got my guys with me, Christian Winfield, Lethal Shooter. Guys, we finally made it to the NBA Finals. Now, it's not the matchup I wanted. We have the Celtics and the Warriors, and your girl caused a little bit of a frenzy on Twitter, as usual. Um, I tweeted out that nobody outside of the state of Massachusetts is um, rooting for the Celtics, and every Celtics fan from like every hole in this globe, on this globe rather, came out to tell me that I was wrong. I stand by my statement. Just because you have one fan in Singapore rooting for the Celtics doesn't make it an inaccurate statement. OD trying to get blocked. I don't listen. listen you you gonna end up getting blocked by Boston. By, by, oh, One no, thing probably I'll blocked by Brooklyn you, already, too. No, I'm not blocked by Brooklyn, because Brooklyn <laughs> is tough. Unlike uh, the Bucks, they don't run from the smoke. They oh, run up the chimney. You know what dang, I'm saying? Bucks. Yo, yo, Lethal, we got to do something to get actually unblocked <laughs> by the Bucks. This is getting yeah, out of I got, control. I got I I to hit some people up, man. Yeah, Listen, hit, your, hit your man. Yeah, you, you, got the, you got the ties there, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you handle that one. Lethal, how are you feeling about this matchup? Fun fact, the Celtics and the Warriors have not seen each other. <laughs> In the finals since Wilt Chamberlain was on the Warriors. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. No, I'm excited. You know, the, the most important thing I'm excited about is like what we always speak about on the podcast where it's a team of people that they develop, develop to get better. Marcus Smart got better. Jason Tatum got better. If you look at the Warriors, you know, Gary Payton, um, he, he didn't have a jump shot at first. Now he had a jump shot. Like it's like these are players that these organizations are are getting better. And now they're in the finals. So I just pray that more teams take heed to that just and try not to stack as many superstars on one team. So I'm excited just to see good basketball and most importantly, great defense. Gary Payton, the second is gearing up to come back. Christian, what does that mean for you? Him and Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala going to dust himself off and come play for the NBA Finals. Number one, Steph better keep a lookout because that Finals MVP is now in jeopardy with Andre Iguodala coming back to the rotation. Number two, I mean, this just we're going to get into it. I, I think this Finals is the Warriors to lose. Uh, I think they just got too many weapons, and, and I think it's going to be over quickly. So Gary Payton Jr. is just another weapon that you could put out there to guard whoever has the ball, and he's going to make an impact. There's just too many different players that they have. And, you know, let, let's just save it for the pot. I'll save it for the We're going to save it. We're going to get into that in 315. But before we do that, we want to thank you guys for supporting the show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we're on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us and you might just hear your comments on the next show. All right, guys, so we are going to get started on a little game of NBA Finals fill in the blank for this edition of 315. All right, y'all, check ball. It's time for us to go three on five. 
All right, so topic number one. For the sixth time in eight seasons, the Golden State Warriors have found themselves in the NBA Finals competing for yet another championship. Going into these finals, the Warriors are the slight favorites to take home their fourth title of this run. Christian, fill in this blank for me. It's like a little, it's like an SAT, you know? You remember oh, back in the day? I don't need that PTSD right now. <laughs> I do not need SAT PTSD. To go ahead and determine your admission to Harvard, fill in oh, this blank brother. for me. Game over. The Warriors will win the NBA finals if blank. If there, there ain't no if, ain't, ain't no if the Warriors winning, the Warriors are winning the NBA Finals. Breaking news: there is nothing that they need to do other than stick to their own script, what they do, what they do very well, which is defend at a high level, move the ball around, and just let their talent show. You've got four players I, where I count Steph, Poole, Clay, and now Wiggins, who's playing out of his mind, that can get you NBA All Star Wiggins, NBA All Star starter Andrew Wiggins. Excuse me, <laughs> um, four guys who can go get you twenty. And you're looking at Clay and Wiggins as guys who can get you 20 and then guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, it's just going to be an unenviable task for the Celtics to try to put up with that. I, I think it's going five games. I, I think we got Warriors in five. Not only that, but I don't I don't think there's anyone on the Celtics who can move without the ball like Steph Curry can. Mm. I mean, oh. it is like poetry in motion. And it's definitely going to be interesting how they go ahead and counter that because they don't have anybody who can do that. Um, you know, I've spoken about this and I called the Warriors going to the finals back in October because I just said, listen, when this team, it's true. Listen, Astronomus <laughs> is still alive and, and semi. So alive, got receipts. Semi. I remember you saying it. So I did got because it. look, the Warriors were already clicking without Clay Thompson. When he yeah. came back, it was just a different level. And then Jordan Poole has consistently gotten better month in and month out. Andrew Wiggins has found his identity. Draymond, although it was a little rocky, especially after his injury, he's doing what Draymond does. And that's maybe not giving you the most points, but just being a defensive genius. And that's no knock to the Celtics. You know, there's a lot of talent on that Boston team. And, you know, Ime Udoka has just really taken this team to the next level. To be, you know, going to the NBA Finals in your first year in coaching this team, I mean, shout out to him. I just don't think, and this is not a knock on him, the team, the scheme, it's just you're going against a championship DNA team who has not only played together, but has played together in the NBA Finals. At least the core of them have done it. It's hard to compete with that type of history, that type of chemistry, that type of just intelligence. It's hard. It's really hard. Lethal, I'm curious, though, from your perspective, is there anything you think that the Warriors need to do to... I guess, quote unquote, stand a chance, right, against the, the Celtics? Or are they just like favorites and running away with this thing? No, I don't think they need to change anything. That's why they already are uh, today. You know, um, I think they do a great job of playing team basketball. Most importantly, understanding that, you know, the first option is Steph Curry. You know, the second option is Klay Thompson. The third option is Wiggins. And the fourth option sometimes is uh, Draymond Green. So I feel like they do a good job of staying within their roles. You never see them like overshadowing each other sometimes. Sometimes when I watch the Celtics, they're in the finals as well. But I feel like sometimes they play great basketball, but sometimes they look like they get competitive with each other. And I feel like uh, the Golden State stays within that rim. So I don't think they need to change anything. You know what's great about the Warriors is they get better, it seems, as the pressure gets like as there's more pressure. Right. Like as we saw. In the, in the second round against the Grizzlies, we kind of felt like, at some of those games, I felt like they were sleepwalking through almost. 
And then in the Western Conference Finals against the Mavericks, they kind of turned it up some. I have no reservations about them in the finals, right? I'm more so concerned that we'll get to it about the Celtics because this core hasn't been there yet, right? Like, what mm-hmm. are they going to look like on this stage versus this is the same Warriors team. This is the same core that won a championship before KD. Before KD got there, you had Harrison Barnes playing the Andrew Wiggins role, right? And you still got a lot of those same core players. You, of course, you add Poole in the mix now. It's it's They just have so much experience. I see. I, I think it's gonna be tough for the Celtics to get a single win. It's, I think the sweeps on the table, y'all. I I think that the Celtics are definitely gonna get a win, and here's why. A hundred percent. You know, I said it. You know, earlier, experience is there not only as individuals, but as the core of their team: Clay, Draymond, Steph. You know, Iggy, Steve Kerr. I mean, there's so many names that have been to the promised land before and multiple times that that is almost infectious to the guys who haven't been there, right? That leadership is infectious to guys like Jordan Poole, to guys, you know, like Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, that's something that the Celtics, you can't buy that. You can't fake that. You either have it or you don't. The only reason I say this is not going to be a sweep and the Celtics may get a game or two is because we've seen the Warriors sometimes play down to the competition and take their foot off the gas when they really should just be playing four quarters of basketball. The Warriors sometimes have a bad habit because they know how quickly they can turn it on to kind of cruise through the first two quarters. Halftime comes around. It's a much closer game than it should be. And then the third, fourth quarter is when they go ahead and just flip the switch, and now it's all systems a go. The only problem about doing that against a Boston Celtics team is if the Jays if the Jays get hot, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and everybody else around them starts getting hot, you can't do that because you, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. So if the Warriors play four quarters of basketball, I agree with you. This series is probably going five, if that. If, this, if they don't do that and they kind of cruise through it and play with their yeah. food, as we like to mm-hmm. say, then we can see this go six. We can maybe even see it go seven. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Shout out to Chris Chioza. I keep forgetting he's on the Warriors roster. He about to have a ring before the Nets. Mm. Hate to see it. I, got, I, I think the Celtics might win it all. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, Rewind wait. That. Hold on. Time, time out. Time, time out. out. Lethal, what's in your cup? What's in your <laughs> cup, Lethal? What you sipping on? We're going to move on to topic number two on that note, and we're going right to Lethal because <laughs> topic number two is after starting the season with an 18-21 and 21 record, nobody could have seen the Boston Celtics turning their season around and making a championship push. But here they are, four games away from a record 18th NBA title as a Knicks fan it pains me to say that but yes they they have 17 right now and and looking to go ahead and hang that 18th banner but lethal go ahead and fill in this blank and repeat what you said the Celtics will win the NBA finals if they sipping on the same thing lethal (laughs) let me fill it in for you drinking that E40 pack brother that's what you got in your cup? I think, honestly, if they just play team basketball, Tatum's a great player, but I feel like sometimes when he gets in the lane, um, it has to close, 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 close before he passes it. If he gets in the lane, as soon as he sees his teammate open, just kicks it, and he becomes a, a great passer in that sense, I think they can win because I don't see anybody anybody – containing uh, the Celtics guards because they're really good at one-on-one. The only problem they have is when they, you know, when they're all looking for their points, the other team does a good job of taking charge and doing different things because it's very noticeable that they're trying to, you know, get their numbers. And I feel like if they move the ball and do what they do, 
all due respect to the Warriors, they're great, but I feel like Iguodala is I, I just I just can't see him trying to stay in front of a Tatum or stay in front of a Jalen. I just don't see Draymond trying to jump out there with that type of charisma to check those type of players because Draymond's a great defender, but I think those type of players, are, they have too many packages. Like, they're not just, if you stop one move, they go. They can make three or four combos to get to wherever they want. That's the only reason I'm saying the Celtics, because I could be wrong. I think the Celtics have better one-on-one scores, and it, it is about team basketball and which they need to play. But when it gets down to it, I think the only person that can really – get a one-on-one and I could be wrong. You guys can correct me as well. A one-on-one bucket at any point. I think the only person is Steph. Is there any concern from your side when you look at the Boston series against Miami, for example, where on paper, Boston had a lot more offensive punch than Miami did, you know, if it, and, and consistently, right. Because there were a lot of times that Jimmy and Bam weren't on the same wavelength. And then, yeah, you have scoring help from other things, but Tyler hero wasn't a hundred percent. Kyle Lowry wasn't a hundred percent. And that series still went seven. So now you're looking at a team like the golden state warriors who are so much more deep offensively And, you know, if the starters can't, you know, hold down the fort, you have a deep bench. Does that make it concerning that the way that Miami was able to take these guys to seven with a fraction of the talent when they needed it? Because I think Miami is an extremely talented team, but when they needed it, there was a lot of injury and a lot of other things going on. Does that go ahead and worry you at all? No, because they needed the experience. Like, I felt like going through that, type of series help them and mature them they weren't mature they weren't prepared they they have moments that they show that they aren't mature and I feel like this matured them to help them learn how to properly close out a series and most importantly to stay composed you know and the good thing that I loved about it as well their coach did a good job every time the cameras was on him he did a good job of of being composed and I feel like if the Celtics stay composed I think with their scoring ability they can chop down the Warriors because me personally, I love Clay, but they're going to force them to put it on the ground. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is awesome. NBA all-star Andrew Wiggins. But which Andrew Wiggins will will we get? And and I'll live and die with uh, Iguodala knocking down jump shots. That, that, hit, that lives and happens. You know, I'm not saying they're not a great team. Another thing that scares me sometimes with them, when they get up at the end of the game, they slow the game down and the other team starts to come back. And I feel like if they keep that pace that's comfortable for them, I, I just I just see them. I see them winning it. Lethal. Blink twice if someone got you kidnapped in the, in the background. <laughs> you know, right, this reminds me. Yeah, this reminds me of when uh, when out. Kanye he's, was reading. He's on nah, when you Kanye guys was can reading free that me paper. Now. You can free you me remember, now. You remember when Jay Prince was making Kanye read that statement? That's, Man, that's how I see I, Lethal I, right I, now, bro. You don't got to do this. You know, listen, number one. I mean, I don't. I can't see it. I can't see the Celtics beating the Warriors in a seven-game yeah, series. Yeah. Right? It's just so many. You got the experience factor. Right. You got the the Hall of Fame factor. You've got guys who've already been there and done it. I mean, what would have to happen? You know what would have to happen? This the 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 finals would have to be played in the octagon. That's the only way, bro. You gotta put Steph Curry in a headlock and never let go. Because otherwise he's gonna shoot threes all night and kill. You know what he does. We've seen him do it time and time. You had him put I don't know, man. Here's one thing that they could do. Nah, they can't even. It, there's, there's no like one thing that the Celtics can do. It like, oh no, that'll be how they do it. You have to have perfect games from everybody, every single game. You're not gonna get lucky. 
Yeah. You're not gonna get lucky and beat the Warriors. Every you gotta, every mistake is gonna count against. It's the tough. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see, but you know what, that. Lethal, you you know what I'm saying you you tapped in. You know these players better than I do. You you might know something nah, that I don't. I'm not, you know what I'm saying I'm not saying no. I just feel like when I was watching the Celtics because. We can say that the Heat with this and that, but the Heat fought like they did a good job they of did. fighting. They did. Like Listen, so, yeah. and, and for still, the Celtics, I'm still licking my wounds. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, and the last game that that they won, the Celtics when I watched them, I thought they were going to give up at the end, you know. But yeah, they yeah. kept fighting, they kept fighting, and the Heat kept coming, they kept coming. I feel like that just showed more maturity. And then I was watching them socially because I do this as well. They all just posted just team stuff. They weren't doing extra stuff in the stories because they know the job isn't done. I think maybe you're not on their close friends or their friends. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm crying. You know, you know who I got to give their flowers? Because the, cause the Finsta be popping. Okay? <laughs> I got, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got to give one one Boston Celtic his flowers. That's that's Grant Williams. Yeah. Not because he hit all them threes that Defense. one game, but because... Yeah, man, the fact that he's still alive and well is, is a testament to who he is. I mean, when you had to deal with Giannis, right, and then you had to deal with Bam and all those right. guys. I mean, the the fuck the 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 Nets matchup in the first round was a cakewalk for him. He didn't have to deal with anybody tough. I'm telling you, he hit the ground. There's got to be a stat somewhere about how many times he hit the ground and took a shoulder to a chest, shoulder to the chest, bro. Keep doing for that. Sure. Give give him his flowers, man. Grant Williams. Well, we're talking about this series, and we can't talk about this series without talking about Steph Curry. So we're going to go ahead and move on to topic number three, because one of the most popular conversations in basketball discourse is about a player's legacy and what it means, what it's going to look like. And Steph Curry has had one of the hardest legacies, and I put that in air quotes, to pin down. His resume includes two MVPs, two scoring titles, three titles, but zero finals MVPs, some things his critics love to go ahead and deem a blemish on his record. Christian, fill in this blank for me. If Steph Curry were to win his fourth ring, he would rank blank of all time. I think his legacy would remain the same. I don't think Steph has much else to prove, to be honest. I think. Well, where, maybe, where do you have his legacy right now? I think he will go down as the second best point guard of all time behind no, Magic Johnson. Of all, okay, but of yeah, all time, player of all time. Oh, I, I, where do you have? Where do you day. have? Where do you have I, him right now? I don't think he's in. My, he's not in my Mount Rushmore. I don't have a, a a top five that includes Steph Curry. Would you, when you talk top ten, is he in your top ten? Yeah, I would. I would assume somewhere like if I'm when I'm thinking out loud, I'm saying there's no way he's lower than like fifteen, and there's no way he's higher than five. Right, so I've have him in my in my top five to fifteen of all so, time. But of all time, when so with this right now, so you have him top fifteen of all time. Absolutely, yeah, and I have him as my second best point guard of all time. So that's probably top ten. So just going of all time, not point guard, not going by position. If Steph Curry were to win his fourth ring, he would rank blank of all time. Top ten. So top he's 10. moving five spots up for you. No, I don't. I think he, she, <laughs> she, tucked, she got you in the cool house right now, bro. No, because if you know what I'm saying, so there's so there's, so there's so there's clarity for the listeners. If you have him top fifteen, the clarity right now, is second best point guard of all time. No, damn we're it. not. It's not position based. It's players of all time. It's okay, we got MJ, based. LeBron, Kobe, D- Tim Duncan, Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, Magic, Bird, Bill Russell. That's from John Fontanelli, one of our. Um, one of our uh, producers here at Uninterrupted. Look, I don't. I, I think that for me, the 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 barometer for Steph and his legacy is can he surpass Magic? Right, the whole top five, top ten. That's cool and all. I don't know how you get into that top five if you're Steph Curry. Maybe you do, right? Maybe you do become top five all time because you're already the three point king. 
whatever he does from this point further is only separating himself from anybody else who dares to try to touch his his record, right? That's never going to happen. So what does he need to do to maybe bring... Can he win another couple rings? Can he win this year and then You're sidestepping the question. You're side... I'm not letting you... Yo, I'm, not, I'm, not letting you, you... I'm not letting you sidestep this question. Yo, I'm not letting you never this. felt this type of pressure from Ash all year. I'm not letting you sidestep this question. <laughs> now she, if, yo, you, I, if you have him top 15 of all time, if he yeah. were to win another ring and say a finals MVP, does he move into top 10 or does he move lower in top 15 for you? I don't think he. I don't think there's any scenario where he wins and moves lower. Lower meaning closer to one than lower, like not up. Lower meaning closer to like top ten. Yeah. I think I think it's fair to say Steph Curry's a top ten player right now. Okay. And I think it's fair to say that if he wins this one and he wins another one next year, we could be talking about him as top five. Wow. But I'm not sure that a that's real. I'm not sure that happens. <laughs> and I think even if you do, if you put him top five, that means you're putting him above someone like Magic. You're putting him above. I, I don't like these legacy talks, man. It's tough. It's Bro, tough to you all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you jumping. You, you, you know how about you, Ash? Where you put Steph? Where do you put Steph? For me right now, Steph is in my top fifteen, closer to ten. Um, I feel like if he wins another ring, regardless of when, if, regardless of if he wins Finals MVP, just strictly off of rank, he move, he's solidifying the top ten of all time. Right. Easily. I kind of have to yeah. agree with that. I'm agree with that. Well, one. where in the top ten, Ash? Who's he behind? Who's he in front of? Who is he leapfrogging? Um, I'm trying to do my list in my head, but like if I base it off, of, I would say he's gonna be at probably nine or ten, probably. Mm. It's not wrong with that. Right now, for me, he's probably, I'm trying to like visualize my list in my head, but rough number, I have him right now, like literally right outside the top 10. I think he's 11 or 12 right now. For me personally, if he wins another ring, he's solidified in that top 10. Regardless of MVP, regardless of if he wins another ring, he's solidified in the top 10. And yes, he's ahead of Kevin Durant. So uh, here's another question, right? How important is ring to legacy? Where do you have Chris Paul? Chris Paul is definitely like for me, player not position based is yeah. probably top twenty five of all time for me. But mm. as point guard, I mean, it's hard to put him, you know, uh, above the goat. But he's probably second, if you ask me. Chris Paul, you got yeah. Chris Paul above Steph. I you mean, got Chris Paul above Steph on the point guard hard. list, but not they're on the all time list. They're different types of point guards. Like it's it, for me, that's a that's such like a of more. That's a see position conversation. You got him above Isaiah Thomas, Chris Paul. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know them Twitter. They coming for you now. Chris Paul changed the game of what a point guard looked like, though. Like you know what I mean. Like don't think of Chris Paul now. Chris Paul across the board. The position conversations are definitely more fluid and I feel like are definitely more subjective. It depends on what you find beautiful in basketball and what you value in certain positions than of like all time. Because I think like all time is more accolades and things like that. I feel like Steph is more, you know, is a, is like a combo guard, whereas Chris Paul is truly a point guard. So it's it's a little bit more fluid. It's a little bit more subjective. But Going back to like the all time, Chris Paul's definitely top 25. I can understand if someone even had top 30. Steph wins another ring. He's top 10 solidified. He's definitely above KD, even right now. Lethal, mm. go ahead and fill in that blank for us. If Steph were to win mm. his fourth ring, he would rank blank of all time. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I kind of have the same formula as you. Top 15 now, he win that top 10. I probably wouldn't take him any higher, if, if even if he won more. It's just because... It's hard, because you're going against people like MJ, LeBron, 
Kobe, Duncan, Wilk. I mean, Wilk, Kareem. I mean, it's hard to kind of compete. There's, it, it's hard to compete with that. Well, for him to be top fifteen at that size just shows how good he is. For him right. to move into, because if you look at all the people you're naming, those guys are all over six foot six. You know what I mean? So, so I'm saying, you know, Oscar that's a, too. We're not even talking yeah, about Oscar. Oscar yeah. yeah, Oscar. He had rust stats, but with no three point line. So it's just crazy. St- Steph Curry to me is top fifteen. If he wins this, to me, he he's he's top ten. I don't all respect. That's my guy. I don't. He just doesn't go higher. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I agree with yeah. you. I don't think he I don't think he ever cracks top five. There's no way that no. Steph could be top five in your opinion. No, because you're competing with guys like Michael Jordan. You're competing with guys like Kobe Bryant. You're competing you, okay, with guys like... Okay, can I just ask like, a question? Who, who, who's your, if, if he ever goes top five... Some Chris, people don't have Kobe in their top five. I don't know, but I'm asking me, you. So. If, 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 if Steph was to win two more championships, you say he was uh, crack top five. Name me? the top... I mean, my back. No, Chris, Chris. Oh, you said he could. So name the five. With, so with so Steph. we're talking about Steph with five rings. Mm-hmm. And we're talking no, about Steph. Don't, no, I'm no. Saying... This is if he wins two more. We're talking about Steph having okay, five okay, rings. OK, go ahead. Go ahead. And we're talking about Steph having revolutionized the game of basketball. Right. Where you've got kids dribbling up court, shooting from half court, yes, saying sir. Curry. We're talking about Steph having the three point record so far out of reach that no one that your son's son with all your lethal shooter DNA can't right. touch it. Name it, That's bro. Name. So it's MJ. You got to have MJ. Who else? You, I, I think I'm. I'm I'm going with LeBron as top five all time. Okay. I'm going with sheesh. This is this is tough, right? Everybody's top five until you have to actually whittle it down. Yeah. I'd have Curry in there. Okay. I'd have Magic in there, and I'd have shh, that that fifth one is going to be tough because I just booted somebody. Probably Wilt or Kareem, right? I probably put Kareem in that <laughs> oh, top sorry. five too. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold yeah. On. Which you're listen, thinking, I, I, you're yeah. removing players like. Magic Johnson. No, Magic Larry was in my Bird. Magic was in my top five. Okay, so you're moving yeah. a player like Larry Bird, Bill sure. Russell, Shaq, Bill Somebody Russell, Duncan go. Robinson. Bill Russell got 600 rings, bro. Like, <laughs> are you how, kidding me? How are you doing that? You, you listen. <laughs> oh, we put. It depends. Look, look, look. And this is why I don't like talking legacy because you could talk in circles and everybody has a a, a, a counterpoint or whatever. I, I go by. Not just rings, right? right? I go by also just like tangible impact on the game. Right. Okay, right? who has a more tangible impact? You just booted the most, probably someone who has, after Jordan and LeBron, the most tangible impact on the game, and that's Kobe Bryant. You booted him at the top five. I don't think Kobe's a top five player. One of my favorite, favorite players of all but time. But you just said that you consider impact of the game in the game as, a t- as yeah, one no, of I the have... deciding factors for... Our generation, when you shot a paper ball into a garbage can, you said Kobe. Sure, like, but does that make him top? Do you so you have Kobe as in your top five? Right Kobe's now. in my top five. Yes. Ahead of whom? See, and this is what we can do this all day long, right? Because you're now you're taking Wilt out, or you're taking Magic out, or you're taking Larry Bird out, right? Mm. Who you who who do you have? Kobe is in my top yeah. ten for sure, probably rightfully so, number eight. That's probably Kobe. where I have Kobe. Well, listen, so, we can like we said, we can we go could do this all day. About, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're give gonna Curry like, two more rings. I, I got him top five. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take Christian out the hot seat, and we're going to move on to topic number four because winning a championship doesn't just hinge on the stars for both teams. Without role players playing their part, these two teams would not be where they are today. Factual facts. Both teams have a handful of candidates that can serve as the X factor and can be the difference between winning and losing in this series. Lethal, I'm going to start with you. Fill in this blank. The X factor for each team will be... Ooh, 
I'm going to start with the Celtics. Give me give me your X factor for the Boston Celtics. I'm not saying this because I trained them. I knew it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't think Grant did a good job for recent two games offensively that the Celtics needed, and I think that's what, uh, why the um, Heat were competitive with the Celtics because if you notice the games that Grant just hit, maybe just three threes, the, the, the games get blown. Like, they just win by, like, what, like, 10 to mm-hmm. 12 double to 20. Digits, yeah, yeah, double digits. I feel like Grant has to step up in that area and knock down shots. I don't know how it feels to guard Bam. I don't know. Because I was watching <laughs> one time, Bam banged him. He took the bump. Then he had to sprint down and um, drive and kick it to Tatum. And then I'm on the I'm on the phone telling them the next day, you got to knock down a damn jump shot. But that's not the point. That's why they had to do the best of the best. I, th- I think he's the X factor. If he doesn't stretch out the offense, they'll they'll lose. And then your X factor for the Warriors. If we get NBA All-Star Wiggins, they mm. win every game by 15. If Wiggins comes out and be play passive and not taking off from half court, dunking on people and not playing Wiggins defense and not giving a fifth effort. Because I noticed sometimes Wiggins a look and don't do it. And then in that time he looks and goes, it's, it's, it, I mean, don't think I'm crazy when I say this. He has like a quicker twitch than like LeBron, like, his quick twitch is nuts. You get yeah, what I'm saying? It's so it's if, if Wiggins plays with that, shh, cool. I mean, I have to come back on the podcast. I got to see how Wiggins is game one. Yeah. NBA all-star Andrew Wiggins. NBA all-star starter Andrew Wiggins. Christian, give me your X factor for the Boston Celtics. Uh, for me, it's going to have to be Marcus Smart. Mm. Um, I, I think just having the task of guarding Steph Curry – and hounding him, he's got to wear Steph down from the opening tip. He's got to be guarding him right on the baseline and walk him up the floor, try to pick his pockets as much as he can. Because if you don't, if you letting Steph just walk the ball up the floor all willy-nilly, 50. he's going to pull from half court and leave you looking stupid. That's what he's going to do. So it has to be Marcus Smart. He's got to be the point of attack for the Celtics defense. He's got to take him out of the game. That's my X factor as well. for oh, I just don't Marcus know how, sure. how feasible that is, though, because we're talking about Steph, right? Are you going to be able to run around the court when he's we were talking about him dodging these screens are you going to be able to keep up with him in that we don't know but the actual ones that you can like actually handle which is guarding your man the full length of the floor not sagging off him you know who's and that's what just makes it so difficult the warriors have weapons everywhere except for Draymond and the one time that you decide you're not going to close listen, out on Draymond, Draymond he's going to hit a three Draymond is a weapon he's We're talking just, about we're talking about shooting weapons yeah. Well I mean listen Draymond can get you a couple of the thing with Draymond and Draymond of, listen hold on Oh my Dray- bad my bad my Hold on Draymond <laughs> is Draymond is is Uh-oh. a wild card because yeah. you really <laughs> never know and I'd say this because you'll think oh it's Draymond. He ain't going. Right. And that's the one shoot. he makes. That's the and one. And that's he the make. one he makes. Yeah. And then he's hot. Right. And it's like you really don't know. <laughs> he only you, need one to get hot. You right. No, but what I'm saying, you don't know which Draymond you are ever going to. You know what you're going to get from him defensively, but offensively, he is probably one of the biggest wild cards in the NBA because you will leave him open thinking you're safe, and then he's hot, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Like he, there are games that's just like he's hitting everything. You're like, who the hell is this? This is not Draymond Green. So. I wouldn't like treat Draymond like he's some sort of scrub offensively because that's oh, how you no, get no, caught no. up. No, 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 no. We, we know Draymond ain't no Live scrub. Live with it though. Yeah, oh, for he sure. got Draymond oh, has sure. the most the most impactful triple single that you can have in the NBA. He'll have Draymond like Dennis six rebounds. Yeah, he'll yeah. have. Well, now nah, Dennis Rodman will probably grab twice as many rebounds. Well, I'm saying as how as they, they get still. Yeah, but no, I feel you. Yeah, scoring, exactly. Yeah. Just like 
Draymond will come out there, give you six points, four rebounds, and, and, and seven assists. If Draymond, and, if Draymond wasn't on the Warriors, they wouldn't be on the finals. I don't think so. No, I, I agree with no, that. I'm 100%. And, yeah, and, no. and and then I saw online where people were laughing at Udalas um, Haslam saying, because, um, you know, he was going into the tunnel. He was, you know, looking like he's about to cry. People was like, he crying like he put in work. People don't understand. People, people like, are tripping. People, people don't understand that vets like that are the reason why they made it that far, because he's he's pushing people to be who they didn't think they can be. And that's what Draymond I will, does. I will say this, going back to that Haslam thing real quickly, is... The Nets are dying for a player Haslam, like Dallas Haslam. Of course. Haslam has the ear of every single player in that locker room. Right. And mm-hmm. what you see in Bam out of bio this season... That was him. ...is mm-hmm. a big part him. of you. Yeah. Is big part of Udonis Haslam's leadership. Like, right. Bam being, you know, one of my good friends talks to me often about the impact of Udonis Haslam. Yeah. They, watch, mm. they watch film together. Yeah. Haslam, you know, curses him out yeah. and tells him he does a good job. And, like, Dang. he is really the drive, one of the driving they, factors. They behind- sipping margaritas together, too, right now? They in Cancun together? Is, is she no. Out? If if I'm, I'm being honest, the way you. the way that Haslam maneuvers, the, you know, Miami he had their exit interviews today. The way that Haslam maneuvers, he's probably texting Bam right now, like, "What's your schedule to get into the gym?" Like, mm-hmm. he's not like that. He's not like, "Yo, we're gonna go to the club and blow off some steam." Like, no, he's like, "Yo, we're getting into the gym. What's your schedule look like?" Like, that's fire. That is Udonis Haslam. So yeah, he may not seek playing time, but every single player on the court is affected by what he brings to that team. I'm sorry yeah. to bring this up. This is off topic, but I know that's your friend. But if he would have bought the bang that last game, they they would have won. Talk about Bam. I'm telling you, the I'm heat, still looking my wounds the, the from that heat, game. Mm. So. Tell him. All due Tell respect him. to the Heat staff, they put him in situations that are like he has to be KD to score. Like they don't right. put him in situations that it's like a quick a quick snap. It's like a situation that he has to put it down or he has to do a step. Like I remember once. I know this is off record, but like. How in the hell is he coming down, Ashley, on fast breaks? And they want him to make the decisions. Everybody was running no. away from him. <laughs> Yo, the, yeah. sche- the schemes weren't the schemes weren't the best, and they Something weren't the was best off, consistently. Ash. But yeah, I mean, like, mm. talk that talk, lead through the back Keep screen alley oops. Where are the plays where he's yeah. getting yeah. ripping in right? contact with Eric Spolstra? <laughs> nah, don't do that. Lethal shooter unhinged. Don't do that. Christian, going going back to the X factor. Give me your X factor for the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, I agree with uh, Lethal saying that it's Andrew Wiggins, but I think... NBA All-Star Andrew Wiggins. I will oh refer gosh. to all Andrew Wiggins as NBA All-Star starter Andrew Wiggins from this point forward. Um, That's a t-shirt. I think for me, for me, it's Jordan, it's Jordan Poole. You know, mm. I think we know what we're getting from Stephen Clay. They've seen this already. We know what Draymond's sure. going to do. Jordan Poole is fresh. He's, this is his first time being a star, if we're calling him a star now. And his he's first the third time a, splash brother. Yeah, and it's his first time on this stage. He doesn't know what to expect. He's still, he's brand new here. He's fresh behind the ears, so wet behind the ears, so... I think that if if the, if he's not giving the Warriors 20 or at least something like 18 a night, now they have to figure out where they're going to get that from. And that's where you have room for the Celtics to be like, oh, okay, Poole's having a cold game. Let's force him to make some tough shots. And now we can get... A, I think if, if Jordan Poole is not having a, a series that we've seen him be accustomed to having this entire season, 
Um, we might be looking at this as a six-game series. You and I are here, Christian, because we both have mm-hmm. the same X factors. The pool needs to be open mm. all seven the games. The pool needs to be open. All right. We swimming in the deep end, Jordan. This is the big no boy pool. The kiddie pool is closed. <laughs> Welcome to the big boys club. Yeah, listen, I I think Jordan Poole needs to be the Jordan Poole we saw all season. Like you said, you know, we've seen the difference when he's not on versus when he is on. And yeah, listen, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Klay Thompson is Klay Thompson. But the whole point in having really strong role players and a really strong bench is to go ahead and soften the blow and still give yourself a fighting chance when your starters aren't on. Because at the end of the day, they're players. And players go through ups and they go through downs. You're not always going to have the night where you're shooting the best. You're not always going to have the night you're defending the best. But that is where your role players come in. That is where the where Robin comes and saves Batman. And you got a bunch of Robins on a squad with Batman. And they all got to show up when it's time to show up. And we've seen what teams look like when they don't have that. Look at the Mavericks. Luca is Batman, but you don't have a consistent Robin to come ahead to go ahead and bail him out. The Warriors have a bunch of them. They just got to go ahead and do that when the bat signal starts flying, and they can do that. It's it's probably it's probably gonna be, you know, a quick series. We'll just you know what like I'm that. I'm really interested to see in what Jordan Poole's shot selection looks like in the finals because we know he's comfortable taking those big time shots and really shouldering the offense, but. Does the pressure of the NBA Finals now him having deferring to guys mm. more often when we know he likes those shots? We know he can take those shots, but has he taken them on this type of stage? Now it's like, okay, here, Clay, why don't you shoot it instead? I don't know. I want to see what game one looks like because it's going to be I fun. feel like Jordan's going to shoot. Like, I feel like Jordan Poole's waited his entire life. He's, he's from the G League. He's waited yeah. his entire <laughs> life yeah. to be in family. this moment. Right. There are going to be instances where you're telling him not to shoot. I, that's how much he's going to want to shoot that ball. That's I don't it. think he's going to so. want to pass that ball at any moment in time. If he has a look, he's taking the shot. And... You know, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not good. But, you know, <laughs> and, and, and if you're room for the Warriors, you hope it's mostly good and not so bad. To round out this edition of Three on Five, we are going to make our predictions, all right? Our official predictions. Christian, I'm going to start with you. The 2022 NBA champions will be the blank. I was to go and say Warriors. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. I, I think it's going five, six if Poole has a bad game or two bad games or whatever. But um, I just think there's too many weapons. I think the, the Warriors have been doing this for too long, and, and I think it's about time. You know, when you just look at where they've gone, the life cycle of this team, to having that 73-9 and nine team, to then having the KD team, to then KD getting hurt and them kind of falling off the map for a year, to now coming back and reasserting their dominance across the league, I, I think the story just writes itself. And on top of that, I just don't think, I think this is a summer where the Celtics realize, okay, we're here, but we need to take it to here. What's another way that we can get there? We need another piece or so. So I got the Warriors winning in five and a bonus, half. Bonus question, finals mm. MVP. Mm. Um, Steph Curry. Oh, that's it's that nice. time. It's that time. Okay, okay. Lethal, the 2022 NBA champions will be the? Say it! I want I wanted to be the I wanted to be the Celtics. Say it. <laughs> Say it with your chest. I do. No, I'm serious. I, I wanted to be the Celtics. I do. But like we were saying, I'm not, not saying I want it to be will be. It will be the Celtics. Put your money on so it. I'm just hoping that Wiggins comes out and plays passive. I hope Jordan Poole goes out there like he's at Dykeman. I hope. I hope hey, they that. be hooping at Dykeman. Hey, dude, oh, they bro, I know what you're talking about. 
They be kind of hooping at <laughs> No, but I'm like, saying like that type of street ball. I hope he goes oh, out there and okay. just say things about him. <laughs> if he does that, we're good. If he doesn't, like y'all saying, it's going to be a long few weeks. Okay, hey, so with the, with, the, with the, with the Celtics, <laughs> with the Celtics, with the Celtics being your pick, finals MVP. I would love to see Jason Tatum win it because yeah. of how he's so inspired by Kobe and how all of us are inspired by Kobe. And I just yeah. think it just keeps that legacy going that, you know, this is somebody that Kobe had as a student and somebody that Kobe yeah. inspired. So I would love, I would love for it to be him. Yeah. But he got to step up more. You know, he I'm has going, to I'm going 2022 NBA champions will be the Golden State Warriors. Don't say NBA all-star my, Wiggins. My... <laughs> My finals MVP though, Clay Thompson. The pool open? Oh, oh the pool was open. Wow. It's gonna be Clay Thompson. The wow. disrespect. Wow. The disrespect. I knew it. I knew you was this I knew you was this this, this disrespectful when you was trying to get me to talk circles around Steph Curry being top 15, top No, 10. it's it's gonna be it's vibes. gonna be Clay Thompson. That's not to say that Steph Curry's not gonna have an incredible, incredible series. But I think Clay's waited a very long time to get back here. And I mm. think that he's going to go off. And, you know, you can kind of see it. You know, it was, it was, it's kind of like that sibling rivalry. I think when you, when they went ahead and won the Western Conference Finals, when Steph was winning that MVP, you could see Clay was happy for him, but you could also see, like, I want it. Mm. I want one. I need it. I need it. I need I it bad. Mm. And, I think Clay's waited, like I said, a very long time to get, get here. He's, he's gone through he's gone through a lot to get back here. I think I think he's about to I think he's gonna go off. So Hold on, real quick, guys. We didn't even touch this, but I'm I'm calling the audible here because it's not on the rundown, but we gotta discuss it. Conference finals MVP, yay or nay? I say nay. I think we got too many awards handed out. We don't need an award for conference finals MVP. I think league MVP is fine. Just announce it when it's supposed to be. Finals MVP is fine. I agree. Conference finals MVP. Come on, y'all. What are we doing here? What's next? First round exit MVP. (laughs) Lay-in tournament MVP. Got swept out, but still participatory trophy MVP. Like, nah, stop it. Finals MVP. Regular season MVP. Leave it as is. How right. many? How much value can you add? Right. We we know what the MVP is. That's that the most valuable special. player. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're gonna do it that way, then just scrap everything and make it playoffs MVP. Mm. Right. Well, and that's it. But conference finals MVP. Come on, man. It's one work- round. Who's the? Of course, the MVP of the of the of the round is gonna be the the best player on the best team in the series. That's how it's gonna go. Make it MVP for the entire playoffs. That way, you can give some to the Nets. Well, while, while Christian works on making that happen, we did do a, a poll on Twitter about who will win the NBA Finals, and 60% of you said the Warriors, and 40% said the Celtics. So, definitely an interesting series. Who bought that 40%? That's going to be going down in a couple of days, and I know we're all excited to check it out. It's kind of a sad moment, because once that ends, basketball has come to a close. So No, nah, once that ends, my job starts again, because, you know, everybody, these offseason is going to be crazy. Right. Y'all going to be at the draft point. and all that? Yeah, I think I'm going to be at the draft. It depends on whether the Nets uh, actually use this pick. I don't think they're going to trade it. That's not breaking news. I did not. That's uh, not anything <laughs> that I know. Steven ain't going to be on TV tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Hey, that was a That was, that was a, a great moment, uh, but that just shows, yeah, man. Bro. You, that's, you deserve those moments, bro. Facts. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, that does it for three on five. Let's switch it up and see what's going down on the timeline. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. 
All right, first thing on the timeline is Saturday Night Live. They did a parody of ESPN's first take during their season finale. And if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. The impressions were spot on, which got me thinking, what an impression of us would sound like. Let me start, because this is what Ashley sounds like every single time we record. The Knicks should be in the mix for the NBA Finals. And I know they got eliminated. eliminated. I know they didn't even make the play-in, but here's why. You got R.J. Barrett. You got Julius Randle. Don't you want them playing against Steph Curry? We don't want to deal with these Celtics. They're bozos. And you know what? Let's scrap the let's scrap the Warriors all together and let's do a finals between the Knicks and the Heat. What are conferences anyway? That's how, that's what Ash sounds like every Boo. time I hear. Ooh, I would never say something like that. That's exactly what you would say. Boo. You I would have had more respect if you would have like went on a rant about RJ Barrett deserving his flowers <laughs> for being a top 25 player under the age of 25. Look at you doing like it that. again. Right. But that, <laughs> you're doing it again. That scenario. I don't want the Knicks to play the Warriors so we can get swept. What are you talking about? Like that's You just want even... the notoriety. You want to be in the spotlight. I you don't even want wins. I you don't even want wins. You just want star power team that we actually stand a chance against what kind of what oh, kind of take is that that Ooh. is the that is the least delusional thing i've ever right. heard you say this is this go. is my lethal impression oh my god <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> all right guys so no disrespect because you know those are my guys right but i just gotta say <laughs> listen I was texting with him at halftime. I said, yo, you got to shoot the fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? Because look, no disrespect again, because you know those are my guys. I train a lot of those guys over there and I was working with him in the off season. But like, I just don't understand how you don't go ahead and you push full court press. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And again, respectfully, you guys can go ahead. Let me tell, tell me if I'm wrong. Cause you know what? That's what we do on this podcast. Just tell me if I'm wrong. And you know, maybe I am wrong, but I'm just saying, and again, no disrespect. Cause a lot of those guys that I train in the league, they come to me and say, look, lethal, I need to work on my shot. But I'm just like, are you really working on your shot? Or are you just trying to work on your shot for the season? Cause if that's what you're doing, I ain't trying to train you respectfully. You know, Ash, I agree with you 100%. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's the real That was funny. Right Oh, Christian, um, Lethal, you got to go ahead and give us your best Christian. Lethal can't. Lethal, no. He, I'm, I'm, oh, I got I'm one. I got one. I got Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know this is off topic, guys, but we need to start talking about crypto. You know what I mean? Like, I want to help you guys with <laughs> the crypto space. You guys aren't educated, so I'm going to educate all you guys on crypto. So right after the podcast, you're going to look out in the group chat, okay? I want to help you guys Yo. get some money. <laughs> Wow. We want to do it. We can, I think we should really do an episode of Certified Buckets in the Metaverse. Right, or right. Listen, <laughs> I'm still, I'm dead ass. We do. Listen, we would be the only um, podcast like, to ever record. It'd be like, for all the viewers, I want you to know, it'd be like five in the morning. You'd be like, man, who texted me? Do you look up and it's Christian in the group chat <laughs> telling everybody to hurry up and buy, buy some crypto? <laughs> Yo, listen, I'll be right. Just so you guys oh, know, uh, Bitcoin is up again. Right, so go right, ahead and right. Make hurry sure up and buy. buy. Hurry up and buy. Is this all y'all think of me? All I am is a, is a, is a, is a crypto talk. I don't know, man. Listen. All right, moving on to the next thing on the timeline. Please tell me y'all have seen this Twitter thread of Charles Barkley jokes during his time on, on the NBA on TNT. I mean, that number one, that man is a clown. Do y'all have any favorites uh, of just his moments on the show? Because it, it feels like there's just so many to choose from. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a character in a good in a good way. You know, he he just gives us that old fashioned NBA player that has the microphone. That's the one thing mm-hmm. we love about him because yeah, he, remind, he, don't he care. Yeah, he reminds me of you guys. You guys are always gonna. <laughs> no, no, not that way. I'm saying like you guys are always gonna tell the truth. You guys don't sugarcoat stuff, and you no, know, and that's what Charles reminds me of. He just reminds me of that guy. 
that's always going to tell you the truth. I think one of the funniest moments was when, you know, Chuck has a love-hate relationship with the women of San Antonio. Yo. And, <laughs> and he was talking about how they eat churros in San Antonio. And he was doing like this gesture and he was just like throwing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time out, Ash. You gotta go. Nah, Shaq, nah Shaq, Ash gotta wait, go, y'all. Wait, and Shaq said it looks like you know what you're doing, and he made Chuck do it again. And Chuck, hey, being the it. airhead that he is, Yo. kept doing it. Nah, it Ash, we gotta put you on timeout. He ain't know no better. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Thought that Cut was here. This, this is this is Ash's last episode of Certified Buckets, y'all. Oh we we will be replacing her. How else was I supposed else? to visual like word that so people could visually understand what I was? Oh man! What else did Chuck say? Did he say he 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 don't buy women watches? What? Because oh, because there's a, there's a stove there's a, on the a clock no, on the stove. A, yeah, a clock on the stove. <laughs> what the? Yo, I hate him. So Charles much. is yeah. Hey, shout outs to Chuck, man. Shout, Chuck is one of a kind. We will say that. <whistles> Moving on to the next thing on the timeline, I saw a graphic showing the progress the NBA has made. Yes, this is what I like to talk about. Shout outs to Josh for writing this in in this exact way. We got more black head coaches in the NBA. We have exactly 50%. There are 15 black head coaches with the hiring of Darvin Ham with the Lakers. Shout outs to Darvin Ham. Well deserving of that job. We've got 50% representation of black head coaches in the NBA. I think, number one, that's beautiful. It's, uh, number one, it's been a long time coming, long overdue. Um, and number two, we finally get a chance to see... What are people are capable of? How many mm-hmm. how many years was it where it was just six black head coaches, seven black head coaches taking on the worst job in all the sports, right? If a black head coach used to get a job, it was because nobody else wanted that job, mm. right? Now, you got a guy in Darvin Ham who's coaching LeBron, right? You've got right. Ime Udoka coaching the Celtics in the NBA Finals as a first-year head coach. Nets should have did that. They didn't, and that's on a tangent. We'll talk about that later. It, it's just... <laughs> It's beautiful. I love the numbers. I'm sure you guys do too. Please. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important, especially considering the league is over 75% black, to have that representation that you can, you know, look up to, that you can, you know, work with and see a piece of yourself and they can understand you in a way that a white coach couldn't. And that's not to say that Steve Kerr doesn't have a great relationship with his players, but he could never relate to a black athlete the way another black man could. And I think that having that leadership and having that relationship and having that familiarity, especially with young players like rookies coming into the league and trying to figure out who they are as athletes, but also who they are as men in, in, in a space where, you know, there's a lot more responsibility on their shoulders, not only financially, but, you know, a franchise has brought you to their city to bring them championships, you know, in a lot of ways, the way, and this may not sound the best, but you're an investment to them and they want to return on that investment and that could be a lot of pressure and we've seen time and time again sometimes people you know have a hard time you know dealing with that pressure and they may not make the best decisions but having the leadership of someone who may come from where you come from or may have a similar you know upbringing that you do can really be the difference maker and you know I think that's so important so I love that you know the NBA is is getting more of those type of coaches in the league. And, you know, we can only hope that the NFL takes a turn at that too. You know, we just, we kind of are waiting for that, that shoe to drop. But in the, in the meantime, we can celebrate where the NBA is in that, in that conversation. So yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree with you guys. Like it's a great thing to see that they're giving 
given us an opportunity to show that we can be good coaches. And, and nobody's saying keep us in there if we can't win. If, they, if somebody's not doing their job, fire them. We're just saying it's good that they're giving us the opportunity to show that we're capable of being good coaches. And like you're saying, the NFL, it's time for the NFL to wake up as well. Like how can a, a person that's been dominant their whole life in grassroots be taught by African-American you know, and then as soon as they start getting to a certain point, they don't they really have African-American coaches unless they're the assistant or the person that's used to get them in line. You get where I'm coming from. So I'm just excited that things are starting to turn in the right direction. And most importantly, that doesn't mean we continue to start relaxing. It's time for us to continue to apply pressure and to lay the foundation for a system that doesn't want as many people to have those type of roles. And, you know, shout out to Darvin Ham. That's my guy. Um, I can't even say that's my guy now because Ashley just made fun of me. <laughs> that's my that's my guy. And he's one of the people that <clears throat> when I helped him with Dwight for the Hawks, it, it, it wasn't it didn't feel like I was in competition with him when we used to train. Helped him Dwight. with Dwight. Dwight Howard? Yeah. No. You yes. When Dwight was on the Hawks, you yeah. was you was you was his shooting coach? I was his free throw coach. Oh, okay. I thought you. Yeah. I thought you was the reason why he was shooting threes or trying to shoot threes for the Hawks. Well, no, nah, yeah, well, you ain't seen. You know, Dwight likes to put out those videos every summer talking about I'm working on my three point yeah, shot. Christian, well, can you let him was... finish the sentimental yeah. story? <laughs> Damn. But, I'm sorry, bro. That threw me off guard. Yeah, but Darvin in the workout, he was like, you know, you do your thing, and then when I'm done, I do my thing. And I was like, oh man, that, that feels good because sometimes when I go into organizations, I'll be feeling like coaches be thinking I'm in competitions with them, and I'm not. Like I like, you know, not saying it's always a white coach, but you know, nine times out of 10, it's like they be making me feel like I'm in competition with them, but I'm just trying to make the player better. And I notice when it is not saying, you know, uh, say it respectfully, like we were making fun of, but respectfully, when it is a black coach, they make me feel like, like when you guys heard what Phil Handy said, Phil Handy was like, well, you know, we work with guys, you know, yeah. you belong and you are flowers. the best. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I feel that when it comes from them and I, I just, you know, th- that's how we want to feel. Like we, we can be quarterbacks. We can be pitchers. We can be coaches. We can be lawyers. We can be agents. We can do everything, you know, that we dominate. Yeah, that's a fact. And I just just want to drill down on this point one more time. I don't think 15 is enough, right? I, I think it needs to be 24, 25. Because when you think about it, how many black players comprise the NBA? We're talking about 80, 85% of this league are people of color, right? But but you gotta longest. be a good coach too. Don't like we love. We're not, we're not saying. Get hey, jobs. I don't want to hear that. They let they let Luke Walton coach how many times? I Luke Walton just got another today. job. No, Luke Walton just coming. got another job. He just got another job as assistant in Cleveland, and he's been doing the same trash job. I'm, not, ahead, a Luke, I'm not a Luke Walton defender, but Mike <laughs> Brown also Mike Brown also has a head coach job. And we saw what he did with the Warriors. So right. What you mean? Not, what what he do with the Warriors? Skill set is not based on color. <laughs> it's oh, just no. based on skill. No shade, Mike. Just saying. I'm, and all I'm saying is people will say that those same words when validating why they don't give black head coaches a job, but turn the blind eye when there's a white coach just as inept Which who's getting a job yes. every time over every time. I mean, we did it in, our own, in my own backyard. They hired Steve Nash when they could have hired Ime Udoka. Right? It happens every single time in every single market. I'm done letting that stand. Moving along to the next topic before I drown uh, in my apartment because the water is starting to rise here. We got some Twitter beef to discuss here. Draymond Green on his podcast said Steph Curry got doubled seven times the amount KD did. And we're, we're talking about while they were all teammates on the Golden State Warriors. And KD responded to a fan asking if that was of course true. He did. Saying is this never happened to Steph while I was playing there. This is a blatant lie. 
I happen to agree with the man just because I think just from sheer basketball IQ, you can't afford to, to double Steph Curry seven more times than you double KD. Just because if you doubling Steph, just because of the way that Warriors team was constructed, you really can't double anybody. Otherwise, you're going to end up giving up a bucket no matter what you do. Um, and I think if you double anybody, it's going to be KD because that man is six foot 10, six foot 11, seven feet shooting over the top of everybody. You got to send a double his way. Um, but w- what do you guys think? I mean, anything to make of this, of this little quote unquote I, I, Twitter I wish, beef? I wish KD would stop tweeting. That's what I wish. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand why someone of his magnitude He's beyond talented. I don't care what anybody says about what happened in this last playoff series. To me, he's still the best player in the world. I don't understand why he constantly finds himself in this trap. He falls into this trap consistently. And it comes across sometimes like you're trying to prove to everybody else what a lot of people already say and know about you. Like... I can understand a pop off and a clap back every now and then. Hell, I do it. I'm good for it. <laughs> that's why you block my team. I that's cool. <laughs> I was never going to Milwaukee anyway. Um, oh damn! Now you ain't I, getting unblocked. I I literally, you know, I get it. I get the you know the human nature of when someone comes at you crazy and you know Katie's from the DMV. You know, it's just in your DNA to want to pop off. But it's like when you start bringing in former teammates and former relationships and calling people liars and things like that. It just, it starts looking like, and this may not be the case, but it looks like there's animosity there and it makes it look like a petty situation when that may not be the case. You know what I mean? It's not, I agree with you, Christian. It's not an inaccurate statement, but it just comes across that like you're still mad that the Warriors are doing Warrior things and you're not where you thought you were going to be and you have the time to tweet about it. It just comes, I don't know. It just it it just kind of comes across like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. It's it's tough. Lethal, are you okay with how today's NBA, how today's athlete uses social media? Or do you think KD is an outlier here? You know what I'm saying? Do you think he's one of few and everybody else uses it differently? Some stuff you, you do have to ignore because there's so much going on. You know, people make fun of me all day. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't clap back at anybody. Like, I mean, I mean, that's what you guys say. I, I'm not trying to say, I mean, to each his own. You know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But, you know, the stature that he's at, the whole world's talking about him. The whole world's talking about Tiger. The whole world's talking about LeBron. You can't take the time to, you know, to prove that somebody's right or wrong. Just, just keep doing your thing. That's you're the best in the world. You know, there's no need to, like she said, like sometimes take up for yourself. You know what I mean? But you know, not, not, you know, on, online. If I, if I had a dollar for every time I was called a whore, um, every time I was accused of sleeping with someone I was interviewing, every time I was called stupid, every time I was called an Instagram thought. I mean, the list goes on and on. I could literally buy Spring Hill from LeBron right now. I would own this podcast. It'd be the certified podcast. No, it'd be the certified Buckets Ashley podcast. Dang, like, why we got to be on the, your show? That's crazy. Yeah, but you <laughs> see how she it. is? Because David I brought it. Bro, Did you I'm buy telling it? you. Did you Dang, buy the podcast? No, I bought the podcast. <laughs> be the Temptations without you, huh? <laughs> I bought the podcast. I would own. I would buy Spring Hill from LeBron right now. the podcast after like, her. 
I would name it Yay. the Certified Buckets. She Ashley really don't love lethal. us, Lethal. You see this? The Ashley <laughs> Lethal Christian Podcast. Here's that. Okay, okay. okay. Right. She threw me Wait. right. Now you okay with now it? We'll Look at that. No, I'm not okay. Why well, I Sometimes, gotta be at the end? Oh. You, 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 get, you get last billing because you're a Nets supporter. So. Wow. I'm not. I'm a. I'm an unbiased reporter. Yeah. You feel me? Moving on to topic number five on the timeline is Ray Liotta, who passed away last week. Ashley, I know you mentioned Goodfellas is one of your favorite movies no, ever. It's, so it's not one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite movie of all time. Mm. Your favorite movie ever. Yeah, I love Goodfellas. Every time I watch it, it's like watching it for the first time. You know, Ray Liotta, fellow Italian. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm a big fan of mob movies in general, but Goodfellas was always a movie that was. Um, for some reason, just stuck out amongst the rest for me. 100%. And, um, you know, Henry Hill was a big reason for that. I just, I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah. So it was very sad. R.I.P. Life to, is precious. To a legend. Yeah, 100%. You know, this made me think that, you know, we tend to give people flowers after they're gone, you know, well after it's too late. So I guess we could each take turns giving their flowers to, giving our flowers to somebody that we want to cherish right now while, while they're alive. Um, I'll start. My grandmother... Um, I don't know if Ashley, you were on the call before we started recording, but my grandma is in the hospital right now. Uh, she's 95 years old and, um, now she's in the hospital with fluid in her lungs. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Um, but hopefully I can give her my flowers on this podcast. Grandma, I love you. You were one of the reasons why I'm here today. I used to come to your crib all the time, kick it, play with the little toys under the, I, she used to have this chair, um, right it was, she had a small kitchen, because you know Brooklyn, we have small cribs. There's a small Facts. kitchen, there's a table, and there was two chairs. And under one of the chairs, it was just a bucket of toys. I'm talking Legos. I'm talking any toy you could imagine she had for me under there. I would just be under the table playing with the toys she had. But little did I know at that age that I needed to be there because, you know, my moms would be at work or she'd be somewhere else. And then my pops would be somewhere else and no one else was looking after me. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know why you, and especially when we're so young, we just don't think anything of it. I don't know where I would have been if I wasn't at my grandmother's house. We was in, I'm in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? I could have been outside. I could have been hanging with the shoes. I could have been doing anything. Instead, I'm, in, I'm, you know what I'm saying, chilling, playing playing with my toys, you know? So give my grandmother flowers today, putting prayers up. Hopefully she pulls through 95 years old. I'm going to go check her soon. Yeah, she'd be good, bro. We definitely say a prayer for her tonight at my house. And I probably give a shout out to my mom. You know, I went to go visit my mom last week. And the uh, same situation as you, she took me in you know, from a situation, it's just a blessing to have her in my life. And, and, uh, she's going through small issues right now, but she's fighting. So, you know, it was, it was cool. You know, I'm going to keep it in the family as well. I'm giving my flowers to both of my parents for different reasons. Um, I feel like I get my work ethic from my dad. He is the hardest worker I've ever met. Um, he is someone who instilled in me at a very young age, that you can be the most talented person in the world, but you can never let anyone outwork you. And if you let them outwork you, your talent doesn't matter. And that's something that has stuck with me my entire life and in my career. You know, first one in, last one out. And that's just, you know, the way I've approached everything. And then on the other side of things, my mom is the more um, emotional one of the family. But I think from her, I get my compassion for other people. I get my ability to just be an all and I get my ability to have the confidence to be unapologetically myself and be unapologetically a woman. And what I mean by that is women are so multidimensional and I feel like a lot of the times we're forced to be put into a box and having someone throughout my life who has encouraged me to wear every single hat 
that comes with being a woman and, and own that, you know, being smart and sexy and being outspoken and being reserved and just being everything that comes with being such a multidimensional creature, um, you know, has really just shaped the woman that I am and the woman that I continue to become. So I'm very lucky to have such incredible parents. Love you, mommy and daddy. Amazing. Shout out to Ash's parents. Did an amazing job. One more person that I'm going to give some flowers to. Super Future. Oh Super Future deserves his flowers. We don't know how much longer we're going to have this man with us because you never know what happens to anybody. Shout out to Super Future, man. Are you talking about Future Hendrix? Yes. Let's what just, other Super Future are we talking about? Are you, stop. are you kidding right now? That's give me, give Super Future. You got to close it out on a high note. Let's, Super Future. Let's go. Feeding the streets the gospel for the last decade. <laughs> Stop playing. Let's go, I quit man. this show. I don't right. want to do this anymore. <laughs> she belongs to the streets. You belong to the streets. <laughs> you said you quit the show. That's what you know. <laughs> before, before we end the show, it's time for my segment. You know what they say. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, and it can also get buckets. It's not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket of the week. Uh, I'm going to give my certified bucket to Jimmy Butler. Um, I felt like Jimmy Bucket. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy did a good job of showing what fight is like he didn't give up. Um, so many people gave him slander for taking that three at the end. But the thing was, he's been hitting his shots, you know, and yeah. if he hit the shot, will everybody to say good shot. So it just just for him to take that shot with confidence mm. and to put this team on his back and didn't sit one minute out that game. That's the heat way. You know, that's the Pat Riley yeah. way. That's the Lonzo morning way. That's the. That's the uh, uh, Haslam way. So I feel yeah. like Jimmy Butler showed us what a superstar is because the one thing that you love, Chris, and the one thing that you love, Ash, we love a superstar that don't make excuses. We love a superstar that plays through pain. We love a superstar that puts everything on the line. And that's what he did for this team when his knee was sore. He didn't make excuses. He talked to D-Wade, and he went out there and gave 200%. And that's all we're looking for as basketball fans where we get players that give everything – that they have on that court to show us how much you love the game. And I think Jimmy Butler did a great job of that. And listen, I saw in that game seven, I was in the building and there were multiple times when, I don't know if they showed it on camera, but there were multiple times that the heat were running to the other side of the court. And Jimmy was kind of like, you know, shaking off a little bit, you know, what the previous play was. And he was a little bit slow to kind of get back. I mean, he was in a lot of pain um, come game seven. And you would never know it by the way he was playing and the way he just kind of got into that zone. And if you weren't a Jimmy Butler fan before this series, before these playoffs, I don't know how you can walk away and not be a Jimmy Butler fan, even if you're not a Heat fan. I mean, he left everything he had on the court. It's a shame that it didn't result in a finals appearance. But, I mean, my God, like when you talk about – when you talk about. All right, Bye-bye. we're not doing that. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, can we can we just give Jimmy Butler a shout out for being? I don't know how fit he is. Like on a scale of one to thirty, he's probably like a fifty on the fitness scale. But it just seems like at the end of every playoff run, that man is gassed. He got nothing left to give, and that's the type of player Jimmy Butler is. He's gonna give you everything he's got. So shout out to him. That's if that's your certified bucket. I agree with you. Mine, you know, what I'm saying it's got to be Ime Udoka. I mean. For for reasons outside of basketball, he's got Nia Long cheering oh for him on social media. I, I mean, she's supposed to be no. cheering for the Nets. She's Why supposed she... to be Brooklyn oh. courtside. Well, that's where she's supposed to be. It says she's cheering on the Celtics. In the words, really in the words of it. Lethal, the better team got the better coach. <laughs> 
you know, I'm not even disappointed at that. But in all seriousness, Ime Udoka, I mean, we're proud, man. All of us are proud of the job he's been able to do, transforming that defense. You've got this Celtics team. I don't think anybody was talking about the Celtics going to the NBA Finals at any point this season, right? I'm talking about even a couple weeks ago. Right, Ash, you had the heat going over. I had, shoot, beginning of the first round, I still thought the Nets might steal the round, steal that round from the Celtics. Definitely not. And for Ime to I, get I, them. And granted, I had the Celtics winning that one. Uh, yeah, sure. I know you did. No one had faith in the Nets. I had the, I had the Celtics winning after the game one, the way that whole thing unfolded. But nah, shout out to Ime Udoka. That's my certified bucket. He deserves nothing but flowers, nothing but love. And he should have been a Brooklyn Net. Listen, I, I know we don't like the award, but I got to give my certified bucket to the Western Conference Finals MVP, <laughs> Stephen oh, no. Curry, a.k.a. Wardell. Listen, 23 Wardell. points, 23 points, seven assists, six rebounds, and shooting 43.9% from the three-point range in the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry just continues to do Steph Curry things, and watching him is truly like watching poetry in motion does not make sense why someone is this good but I'm happy for Steph man one thing I love about Steph Curry is he's never wavered from the Golden State Warriors and through all the good and the bad this team has faced especially since that 2019 season where you know he's fought through injury Clay's fought through multiple injuries Draymond was injured there were changes made and you know it looked like that window if you let certain people tell it, that window, that championship window was closing and closing every single year. You know, Steph never left. He never wavered. He went out and he fought, even when it was just him fighting by himself. And, you know, you now in 22 se- the 2022 season, he's back to where he wants to be. He's back where he belongs, and that's in the NBA Finals. And you got to love it. Steph Curry is just, you hate him sometimes because he's so good if he's playing against your team. But if he's not, you, it's hard not to root for him. I just, I know Chuck says, you know, the Warriors fan base is annoying. I actually love them. I love the Golden State Warriors. I'm rooting for them. But I really love Steph Curry. And it's just, great to see him grow and really come into his own as as a player and I love that he's starting to talk more trash I love trash talking Curry a little bit I mean whoop that trick was a little extreme because I know his whoop mama was that trick. I know his mama whoop was probably like trick. Wardell watch your mouth okay but I like the confidence in Steph Curry I, I don't know I enjoy watching the, the the Curry shimmy and all that stuff I'm here for it you know what else I like about Steph he knows what an NFT is Oh, my exactly God. There you go, y'all. Y'all seen that commercial? Where he has That's that, why you're uh, impressed with Scott on Lethal. He's got the ice sculpture. You know what I'm saying? He's he's sculpting <laughs> an ape into, into, right. into the ice. That's a NF, That's one of the NFTs that he owns. And uh, it's just fun to see athletes getting into the space. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't wait until more athletes do it. My favorite part of that commercial is when he was miming. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, he's, <laughs> he's miming. He's sculpting. There's a lot going on in there. And and Shaq's time. like, can you help me shoot like you? And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully Shaq can help me uh, plug the hole that I got in my roof because it oh, is still raining from my roof. Oh, I thought you were going to roof. a different direction with that whoa, 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 whoa. And on that note, close us out, Ash. Listen, it's it's been one hectic episode, but that's what happens when you start getting towards the end of the season. But that does it for this episode of Certified Buckets. It's officially wrapped. Christian, how does it feel to do the first podcast from underwater? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. This is bad. I wish y'all could see what's actually happening right now. Uh, yeah, I probably can't even hear me. It's probably just water. Yeah, I just, I just, I feel like we need like Nemo to translate. Someone get Aquaman some on the phone and SOS facts. Christian. He needs where, the help. Facts. Where, where Stephen Adams at? 
Oh, I was talking about actual Aquaman, but he'll work too. Yeah, he could. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you guys like all the shenanigans and, and impressions and Christian being under the Atlantic Ocean, um, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. Shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. But until next week, where we may or may not have a finals winner or a clear winner, peace from land, peace from sea, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 